Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 12, titled, What Lies Below? Uh, Yet another absolutely fantastic episode that is way, way too real. God damn it, I keep doing this to myself. I keep watching episodes about deadly viruses during a global pandemic. I did it with Person of Interest, and now I'm doing it with Fringe. What is wrong with me? Why can't I stop myself? (laughs) This is not the time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This was already an episode that has always kind of irked me because I'm... I've always been very affected by body horror. Body horror always ter- always terrified me. But, like, now, in the age of coronavirus, I'm, like, watching through my hands, like, Oh, please make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares tonight from re-watching this episode during a global pandemic. God damn it. So, I'm not gonna do a play-by-play like I would usually do for, I think, obvious reasons. <laughs> But, conceptually speaking, the Cliff Notes version of this episode is that uh, some oil company accidentally dug up a 75,000-year-old super virus that quite possibly wiped out almost all life on Earth at the tail end of the Ice Age. Some idiot... Broke it out of its airtight seal to send it to the competitor. Like an idiot, he went in and then immediately collapsed because he got infected. He dragon-breathed blood all over the place. Got a bunch of people infected and now we have like a deadly virus uh, locked in this one building where anyone who gets infected... Uh, not only dies, but is also immediately driven with an irresistible urge to get out and infect as many people as possible. At any cost. Even going so far as to drive a woman to commit suicide by jumping out of a however many bajillionth story window. And then eventually we find a cure to it via sulfur. Uh, oh my god, it's, it's horrifying. It really, really is. Even, quite honestly, even outside of a global pandemic, this idea is horrifying. The idea that a virus can literally have a mind of its own and just get into you and then, like, completely drive you nuts with, like, I have to get out! I have to infect as many people as possible! I have to go into a massively populated area! If you're quarantined in a building by the CDC, you're like, I gotta get out of the building! That image of, like, everyone infected just banging on the windows trying to get out, like, just 
knocking the windows with chairs. Like, it's just, it is kind of terrifying. It is kind of horrific. Uh, but it's a premise that, like, honestly, I wish we weren't in a global pandemic now so I could give this uh, the time it's due. But we are in a global pandemic, so I really don't want to talk about this uh, plot by plot, beat by beat. The point is, a deadly virus, and it's terrifying. And the big character conflict with this episode that I do actually want to spend more time on than the general story uh, is that partway through this episode, Peter gets infected. And now we have to deal with, well, okay, one of our own has succumbed to this deadly virus. Walter's beside himself. Astrid's trying to get him through everything. Uh, Olivia's trying to help the best she can from outside because she was able to get out because she wasn't infected. And it is devastating to witness. In fact, actually, when he initially does the test and Peter does the faking, a nice little bit of uh, acting on John Noble's part. So previous to that moment, You saw him put the swab in the solution and shake it. But when he got to Peter and he put the swab in, that Peter switched. uh, He doesn't actually, like, you can tell he's not actively shaking it. Like, his hands just shaking uncontrollably at the thought of his son having a deadly virus. That's enough to get the solution shaken up and show Amber because he didn't put the right end of the Q-tip in because Peter switched it. Like... It's it's a great little piece of, like, physical, like, mannerism acting on John Noble's part. John Noble, like, honestly, this is the let's praise John Noble show at this point. <laughs> like, just seriously, I swear to God, like, if I can go a week without praising John Noble, uh, I would be shocked. <laughs> because, holy crap, John Noble is the best thing about this show, which is saying a lot. Uh, but... We then, like, kind of go into this desperation to save Peter, save Peter, and save everyone else. Uh, There's this amazing climax where uh, the CDC wants to send in the army and just kill everyone who has the virus in them. And Olivia's like, no, 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 no. Uh, We have to find another way. We have to find another way. We have to find another way. When the cure comes from Walter, who discovers the sulfur thing, the horseradish thing, uh... Olivia's like, here's the cure. Oh, it'll take too long. We can put in knockout cast. Oh, the vents aren't uh, good. I can't risk any of my people to turn them on. I'll go in. Okay, you only have such and such amount of time, or we'll just go in. And then you have this race against the clock for Olivia to turn on the ventilation system so the knockout gas can go in. Uh, That tussle with Peter happens that is so unnerving with Peter under the virus virus's control uh like just taking the gun from Olivia in this tussle uh there's a lot of Dutch angles used in this and it's like really effective it really gets under your skin uh but that's an amazing climax to the episode but this really is this really is an episode beyond just the horrors of this virus this is an episode of showing how Walter reacts in Under the realization that Peter may probably die. And in the midst of this, 
Walter says something to Astrid that is suspect. And I quote, I can't let Peter die again. And then later on, after the cure is found and after we save Peter... And Walter's, like, more calm, more lucid, less overcome with grief. Astrid goes up to Walter and is like, Hey, so, um, you said I can't let Peter die again? What the hell was that about? And Walter, like, in this remarkable moment of lucidity, sort of gets this stern look on his face and just says, some things are meant to be left alone, Agent Farnsworth. And just then walks away. And Astrid just gives this look of like, what the hell is happening right now? And that's the end of the episode. I'll remind you. I will remind you. There is a gravestone for Peter Bishop that we saw at the end of last season. I will remind you that when Thomas Jerome Newton showed... Walter, that picture of a coffin, his first thought was Peter. <laughs> I want to say the thing. I want to say the thing. But I, I can't, I can't say the thing. The thing will come in a couple days. The other shoe is going to drop very, very, very soon. But I can't say it right now. Now, suffice it to say, you know what? No, suffice it to say, even, because I'm going to let it slip. Just, uh, oh my god. Uh, mm. This episode's insane. This episode is insane and really, really fantastic. Uh, I wish I could have spent more time on it and not just hid behind the shield of, this is too goddamn real, I don't want to talk about the specifics of it, but... It is too goddamn real. I don't want to talk about the specifics of it. Uh, with the freaking coronavirus pandemic, coronavirus kills uh, more enjoyment of life. So yeah, there's uh, there's that. Please be safe. Please wear a mask. <laughs> For the love of God, <laughs> please don't dragon breath blood on anybody. <laughs> like Walter, what would Walter do? Well, actually, okay, that's probably not the best thing to say because he does take off his hazmat suit at one point. What would Walter not do? Do the opposite of what crazy... What would normal Walter do? Don't do what crazy Walter would do. Do what normal Walter would do. Do what normal Walter would do. Uh, anyway, uh, if you like this, Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's in the work for you, 
You can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13. Talk to you then.